So today's topic is overcoming six material whips. And session is dedicated to Srila Prabhupada. In last class, if you remember, we discussed about desire and destiny. And it was about how a person may desire a lot of things in his life and may work hard also to fulfill their desires. But ultimately, it is not possible for a person to get everything in his life which is not as per his destiny. So destiny always controls a living entity. A person may work very hard, may work day and night, but he will not get anything beyond his destiny. And whatever is there in his destiny, he will get it. So working hard is not the only way. We understood last way, last class. And ultimately, who can control our destiny? Who can change our destiny? So when a person takes shelter of lotus feet of Mukund, that is Krishna, Krishna only can change destiny of a living entity. Otherwise, it's not possible. You may try, a person may try his entire life, but whatever happiness and distress he's supposed to get in this life, he will get it. But if you take shelter of a pure devotee, we take shelter of Krishna, then he will be able to he will be able to come out, change his destiny also. Now today's topic is overcoming six material waves and Srila Prabhupada's teachings we will discuss. So this is seventh canto, seventh chapter, text number forty-eight. This is Prahlad Maharaj's telling. So what does that, that mean? The four principles of advancement in spiritual life, dharma, earth, calm and moksha, all depend on the disposition of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, my dear friends, following the footsteps of devotees, without desires, fully depend on the disposition of the Supreme Lord and worship Him, the Super Soul in devotional service. So, if you have any question, please, you can post it after uh, chanting because we have a separate time allocated for that. So, if you have any question, you can keep it with you for the time being and after the chanting, maybe around 9 o'clock, you can post again so we can discuss that time. So this chapter name is, if you can remember, we have discussed initially, the chapter's name is what Prahlad Maharaj learned in the womb of his mother. And his other, his mother's name was Kayadu, as most of you are aware. And Kayadu was under the shelter of Sri Narad Muni. And Narad Muni, at that time, Prahlad Maharaj was in the womb of his mother. And Narad Muni is telling all these things what Narad, Prahlad Maharaj is mentioning here. So, such an advanced culture it was, the Vedic culture, that even though a child is womb, Prahlad Maharaj, such a great devotee, and Narad Muni is explaining him everything, and he is able to remember. And that's what the Vedic system was, that everything, whatever is happening in a person's life, it was supposed to be uh, as per the guidance of the scriptures. Nothing used to happen randomly. That's why there was a system of... Uh, 10 different kind of sanskaras. There are 10 kind of sanskar. Even Garbadan sanskar. When a person and man and woman used to unite in order to give birth to a child, there was a system. There was a process before that. It is called as Garbadan sanskar. After that, only this process will happen. 
so for everything right from the beginning right from the birth of a child till the time he dies there was a system entire system was working so that gradually a person can be uh, elevated to krishna consciousness and the four principles of advancement in spiritual life are dharma arth kaam moksha we have heard many times this statement four purusharthas that is dharma arth kaam and moksha so dharma means religious principles as we understand we have discussed dharme nahi na pashu bhi samana that means a person who does not understand follow religious principles although he may be a human being although he will be having two legs and two hands but scripture says dharme nahi na pashu bhi samana pashu that means a person who does not follow religious principles he although he in a body of a human being but he is like an animal pashu that means he has two leg he has two legged animals not better than that so dharma is very important thing and dharma to shaksha bhagavat pranito it is also mentioned that real meaning of dharma is to follow the principles given by supreme personality godhead himself and uh, dharma why it was required it was prabhupad also mentioned that people were religious that time and now also some not many but still some people are there religious so real meaning of dharma is to follow the instruction of the scriptures and which is given by spiritual master and by following dharma a person used to have artha artha means economic development so first thing was religious principles and after that economic development also allowed not for every, not for for brahmanas because brahmana was never involved in this kind of things but yes for kshatriyas and the economic development was allowed but under the guidance of brahmanas dharma is the first principle and then by following religious principle you can have artha that means economic development money and why economic development why money is required to fulfill the kama kama means desires and ultimately the purpose of life it was to attain moksha that means liberation all the krishna consciousness is went beyond moksha but still it was a, the general vedic principles varnashrama dharma and that's why varnashrama system was being followed brahman kshatriya vaishya shudra brahmachari grahasth manprasth sanyas this system was being followed in order to understand and make sure that person should somehow the other advance in spiritual life gradually as person who is shudra simply if he is following his rules and regulation of his ashrama he will reach to next level is next level that means higher level first level follow he will reach to higher level like that ultimately they can become position of a brahmana and then ultimately they can understand what is the purpose of human life and while following this religious principles while while having economic development a person has to work person has to do some endeavor in order to have artha now as we discussed in the last session also and before that also what krishna says about activities how we do karma and krishna says karma nevadikaraste ma paleshu padachana that means we have to do karma that means we have to do activities but we should be fully dependent on the lord that means whatever results come we should do the best of our activity duty should be performed but whatever results are coming that should be offered to krishna that is the meaning of karma yoga karma yoga does not mean that i can do whatever i want and i think that i am doing my karma yoga no karma yoga means you do your activity and results you offer it to krishna karma neva adhikaraste ma phaleshu kadachana that means you have a right to perform your duty but you don't have any right of results on results results should be offered to the lord this is this is karma yoga and krishna also mentioned bhagavad gita but there is one more philosophy is called as karma mimamsa philosophy 
So this, what is this Karmimansa philosophy? Karmimansa philosophy, you will find many people, they quote this also. What is Karmimansa philosophy? Karmimansa philosophy is philosophy where it is mentioned that you do your duty nicely and even the Supreme Lord is also under the, uh, he has a duty to give you a result. Suppose you are, duty, you are doing your duty very nicely. So even Supreme Lord is also, he, he has to give, he is binded by this law. So he has to give his, this results. Nobody can stop him. So there is need not, need not to worship any kind of God or something like that. You have to do your duty nicely and our Lord will give you results. Because he is now, because you have done your duty very nicely, he is bound to give results. So this is this philosophy. And this is one of the philosophy which uh, part of uh, even the, they call it Shad Darshan. What is Shad Darshan? Shad Darshan are the six kind of prominent philosophies which you will find from Indian scriptures. One of them is Karma Mimansa philosophy. Another one is uh, Patanjali Yogshitra, Yoga Sutra. One more, one more is Vedanta Sutra. Another one is uh, Mayavad philosophy. Like that, there are six kind of philosophers' philosophies are there. And all the philosophies are from, not strictly from Vedas, but somehow they have taken some portion from the Vedas and propounded some philosophy. So one of the philosophies, philosophies is Karma Mimansa. That you do your duty nicely, and God is also, he is... He has to give result because you are doing your duty nicely. But that we understand is not the correct understanding because Krishna is never under control of anyone. He may or he may not give also. Even though you do you do your duty nicely, but even sometimes Krishna may not give results also. Based on the person's uh, qualification. Even though you are, do, you are doing your duty nicely. So this philosophy is very sometimes very people, very popular philosophy also. Some particular sect also promote this philosophy. Okay, you can do. No need to worship any god. No need to go to any temple. Just do your duty nicely. But that is not the fact. As we discussed in earlier sessions, what is the real perfection of life? You person can be very good, uh, nicely doing his duty. Whatever duty is, even social duty, family duty, everything is doing nicely. But Shastra says, Ante Narana Smriti. That means... The success of life is Ante Narayana Smriti. Whether after doing so many activities or so much, so much of circus in this material world, are you able to remember Lord the time of death? That is real success of life. That is, this is not possible in the case of Karma Mimansa philosophy because he is not at all connected to the atheist philosophy basically. Now, this material world is called as Agara. Agara means kind of a jail. In, in a, just like in a jail, a person who is a criminal. He is being put by government and is not following rules and regulation of given by government. He will be put into jail so that either you have to follow by your own will, otherwise by forcefully you have you will be you will be forced to follow these rules and regulation which is given by government. Similarly, living entities those who are uh, not willing to follow or they want to enjoy independently, they want to enjoy in absence of the Lord. In material world, they had given this, they have been given this body, this material body. And just like we have desire, that means we have different, different desires, different, different uh, things we want to fulfill. Accordingly, Krishna gives us different, different bodies. So, Prabhupada give example, somebody like to eat meat. So, Krishna give him body, will give him a body of, by the arrangements of nature, he'll get body of a tiger. Now, you eat, Prabhupada says, you eat nicely meat. Without any restriction. You need not even cook also. Directly you can just kill an animal in eating. So it's very, very sensitive, Paramatma in the heart. So if you want to have any desire, it will get fulfilled rest assured. Maybe in this life or next life or another life. 
but that's why we have to be very very careful while desiring because when we desire it will get fulfilled in this life or another life if we are devotees is a different thing krishna may stop also but if you are a regular person not a devotee of the lord it will get fulfilled in this life or another life and for that we have to work very hard and that's why it has been mentioned nunam pramatta kurte vikarma that means in order to fulfill his desire person becomes so mad he does not even able to understand what is good and what is bad just like recently there was one news i think somewhere that some some person in china he sold his kidney because he wanted to have a iphone he did not had money so what he did he sold his kidney so that he can purchase a iphone now this understand this verse nunam karat nunam pramatta kurute vikarma that means this person become nuna nuna means mad just like a person who is mad he does not understand what is correct and what is not correct this person because he wants to enjoy this material world he wants to have he wants to gratify his senses he is become a mad person and when a person is mad he is not able to understand what is correct and what is not correct then he will do these kind of activities another case i heard somewhere in india only where, where there was a woman she wanted to have some uh, some luxurious car for that she wanted she went into prostitution so all these things are they happening in this world only it is not happening outside somewhere in this world only it is happening because nunam pramatta kurute vikarma people person a person takes bribe he knows that i am taking bribe i will be caught i will be imprisonment i i will be you know punished for that but still even after knowing that he will take bribe a person knows that if i take cigarette there will be some effect on my body even it is written on the cigarette packet also but still he will take cigarette why it is so because he wants to enjoy senses and he is become mad he is not able to understand so this madness is prevailing in this material world and those who are wants to enjoy his senses they are being sent to this material world you go and try and enjoy this material world and when a person becomes so mad and after coming in this material world he has to uh face consequences also this material world's consequences and this is the consequences that we discuss are six whips of this material world because of material body every living entity in the material world existence is always disturbed by satguna six whips that are hunger thirst lamentation illusion invalidity and death these are the six whips this mention in shrimad bhagavatam again one of the uh, one of the canto i think fifth canto is mentioned fifth canto first chapter what are the six whips hunger thirst illusion lamentation invalidity and death what is hunger every it is known to everyone that person is hungry you need to have food what is thirst that is also is known to everyone what is lamentation let us understand although we have a bit of understanding what is lamentation lamentation means when a person is feeling grief or feeling sad when he has lost something he is lamenting that i should have i should have this thing now i have it is not there with me or it is there with me somehow that i have i have lost that particular thing so this lamentation and hankering prabhupas is these two things are happening in this world on a continuous basis a person who does not who does not had anything he is willing to get that particular thing he is hankering for that and that's why they are working very hard to hang to get some particular thing and they think that by getting some particular thing i will becoming happy now for example you ask any person 
any person who is not a devotee he will have something missing in his life and he has he for example i met one boy he was telling prabhu i have loan of 18 lakh rupees somehow or other if the loan get i can clear off this loan my life will be very nice like that this person has loan but he does not know even after clear clearing of loan also he will have some trouble in this material world because this material world is designed in such a way this called as dukhale mashashvatam there will be some troubles always now we are thinking that okay i have taken one dose second dose third dose booster i have taken now i'll save unfortunately even after that also people are getting corona virus you getting corona affected some new 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 string is coming tomorrow some new string may also come so it is always some kind of things which we think that okay this missing this thing will come in my life i'll be happy so we hanker for that that's called as hankering and lamentation is what i had something i lost it and i i'm hankering i'm frustrated that's why recently there was an case in iit bombay one boy 26 years 26 year old boy he was doing i think mtech from iit bombay he committed suicide why because he got frustrated from this and is not also i think is written something like that only he's got frustrated because of that so lamentation is there and hankering both the things are there one of the whips of material world always person will be either hankering or lamenting if it is not because the fact is that till the time a person is not spiritually advanced he will not be satisfied always some something will be there missing and in order to fulfill that missing thing he will do this thing he will he will try this thing he will try that thing ultimately he will be frustrated and then he will he may commit even suicide also and next is illusion so illusion means when we perceive something uh, wrongly suppose if i see a mobile and i think that this mobile is not mobile actually it's a torch so it's a illusion i am perceiving something which is not the particular thing is and as is mentioned the biggest illusion of this material world is accepting ourselves this body person in illusion thinks that i am this body and because of this illusion only we are running in this material world we uh, understand that i am this body now this bodily demands bodily needs are my needs bodily thoughts are my thoughts as we discussed in the last session that the kind of desires we are having it is not actually my desire my desire is not uh, this bodily desire or not my desire because right now whatever desires i am having is based on the circumstances i am in the kind of feature i am in the kind of condition i am in for example when we were a child we have a desire of having car small toy car not that desire is not there we want big car now why same person is there but desire has changed if i associate with non devotees with karmis i have desire of money name fame and i want to show something to this world this kind of desires will have but if associate with devotees you will have desires how can i advance in spiritual life i can stop the cycle of birth and death how can i understand by myself how can i understand about a world which is there inside me also i can how can i control my senses this will be a desire of a person who is with devotees but a person who is a non devotee he will have desires how can i have this car i can have that mobile how can i have this girlfriend how can i have this boyfriend all these things will be there so this hankering will always be there and then is invalidity that means old age that person has to become old there is no option for that and after that death even though you may not become old but you have to die so these are the six whips of this material world and furthermore another sadguna are the mind and five sense organs that is also one of the problems so this is the problem you can understand this is a problem statement that means we have these six whips of material world material life and we have the chance in this human life we can come out of this can overcome this six material 
quips of material world. Now, one important thing, people don't know why people don't accept all these things. It is very clearly evident. Nobody can say no for all this in what we discussed, that there is a there is a thirst, there's a hunger, there's lamentation, there is invalidity, and there is death. Everything is there. Why people don't accept? If you tell a person, he may hear for some time, but he will not accept. The reason is, first of all, they're ignorant, that's a fact. And another thing is this desires of desire of sense gratification. Because the fact that Prabhupada also mentioned, the fact that the very moment you accept all these things, you accept there is a next life, you accept that I have, I may get punishment. So that means people have to stop sense gratification. If I tell you that if you eat meat, next life you have to suffer. The, but the, the animals you are killing, you are eating, they will kill you and they will eat you. Then we will not eat uh, non-vegetarian food. We have to follow so many restrictions. So then ultimately what people say, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind even or I don't I don't believe in all these things. Who has seen next slide? So it is evident. Just like Prabhupada gives a very nice analogy. Just like a child has a future. He will become a boy. A boy has a future that will become a young man. A young man has a future then he will become an uh, old man. Why old man does not have future? Old man also have a future. That will get another life. But no matter how nicely we explain, how scientifically we explain, person who is nunam pramatta gurute vikarma, he is so much mad after sense gratification, he will not accept. Because if we accept that all these things, that means, if you suppose I accept this thing, there is a supreme law, there is a law, and some law is working in this material world, what will happen? I am accountable. I am responsible. I am liable towards that person. That means there is someone who is controlling my free will. Although definitely is getting control. Nobody is, just like last session we discussed, nobody is uh, free in this material world. For one second. Sorry for the disruption. Although nobody is free, as we discussed in the last session, it's like a cow is being uh, tied by that pole and the, the free will for the cow is the length of the rope. Similarly, nobody is absolutely free in this material world. But they think that I am free and if I accept all these things, then what will happen? I have to, somebody is there to restrict me. So they don't accept. Just like someone, Prabhupada asked one, one person that what if you become dog in next life? So the person says, yeah, what is the harm if I become dog in next life? So for them, it's fine to become dog in next life. So that much ignorance is getting prevailed here. So that's why people don't accept. Now, it's a very important thing. How to come out of the, this material whips? So this is the answer of this problem. This is again from Bhagavatam, fifth canto, first chapter, text number 35. What is mentioned? My dear king, a devotee who has taken shelter of the dust from the lotus feet of the Lord can transcend the influence of the six material whips. So who can transcend? That a devotee who has taken shelter of the dust from the lotus feet of the Lord can transcend the influence of six material whips. Namely, hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age and death. He can conquer the mind and five senses. So that means person has to take shelter of the Supreme Personality Godhead and how to take shelter of Supreme Personality Godhead by taking shelter of a spiritual master who has taken shelter of Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
and this is a very important principle we have discussed many times that yad apashraya it comes in bhagavatam yad apashraya shraya that means we have to take shelter of a devotee who has taken shelter of supreme personality goddess sri krishna and very nice example is there which is given by which comes in chetana charitamrita chetana charitamrita is a life and teachings of sri chetana mahaprabhu so chetana mahaprabhu was his krishna himself and he appeared 500 years around 550 years back in order to spread this hari krishna movement and chanting of the holy names of the lord so there was one devotee his name was agunath das goswami and agunath das goswami not agunath das goswami sanatan goswami sanatan goswami is one of the disciple of sri chetana mahaprabhu and he himself was a very uh, learned scholar who sanatan goswami he was a minister and he in order to understand what is the purpose of life although he was a learned scholar and he was under the uh, he was minister that time he approached sri chetana mahaprabhu and very humbly he asked chetana mahaprabhu that please tell me who am i why i am suffering in this material world people say that i am a very learned person but i don't know that who am i although i accept that i am a learned person people say i accept also but i am such a learned person i do not know what is my purpose of life who am i i don't know please tell me so such a great personality like sanatan goswami he is approaching chetana mahaprabhu and is telling the asking the basic fundamental question who am i what is the purpose of life why i am suffering in this material world and people are telling me an intelligent person a learned scholar but i do not know about myself so prabhupad says this is the way we should approach a spiritual master that means spiritual master should be accepted a very in a very humble position a devotee should always disciple should always think that i am a fool in front of my spiritual master and i we should go it like a blank slate blank slate meet whatever spiritual master wants he can write on us that is the meaning of blank slate that much uh, that is the way we should approach our spiritual master and this is one of the principal advancement spiritual life that one should never think that i am more advanced than my spiritual master even chetana mahaprabhu himself when he approached uh, his spiritual master ishwar puri so then he says chetana mahaprabhu says guru mari murkh dekhi karale shasan that my spiritual master told me you are fool number 1 you are fool now chetan mahaprabhu is krishna himself his spiritual master is telling you are fool so you can you can see the understanding that how a person should accept a spiritual master that i am not aware of everything please tell me and when such a spiritual master guides a disciple a disciple follows instruction then only he will be able to come out of this manitic shelter of that kind of devotee then only he will be he is come out of the six material world that is hunger thirst lamentation illusion old age and death and he can conquer conquer the mind of five senses also so there are various people they want to control their senses and it is a very important principle in spiritual life to control as we discussed in, in the one of the our previous session also that we are slaves of the senses and controlling the senses are very 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 important in order to advance in spiritual life now some people they want to control their senses by knowledge process this is called as gyanis gyani means they will do some mental concoction they will read a lot and by their knowledge by their uh, concoction they will try to control their senses but we have seen many times that is that has proved failed failure 
and people are not getting success even that also and that is not possible so krishna himself says in gita and another way some yogis they also try and yogis again they want to do some meditation they want to do some yogic kriya and from there they want to control their senses all of them accept whether it may be a gyan yogi it may be a ashtang yogi ultimately they will understand that it is very important to control senses without controlling senses we cannot get success in spiritual life but they try different different methods but we have seen many examples like shobari muni and others also they they were not able to succeed in that their attempt and somehow the other they got again got attracted to material world what is devotee's way devotee's way is to engage senses in service of the lord very simple rishi gena rishi ke shevanam bhakti ruchyate he does not want to do some artificial things to control the senses no we have senses we have a tendency to act so now let, let us act for the service of the lord if i am a very nice singer i can sing very nicely okay no problem you sing for the lord and automatically your senses will be controlled you have a very nice tendency to cook cook you can cook for the lord you have a tendency to eat nicely eat prasadam no problem you have a tendency to dance dance in front of the deities so whatever abilities we have simply we have to dovetail that activity that act in the service of the lord and by doing so senses will be automatically controlled so you will not say any devotee is performing some ashtang yoga he is not doing some asanas and yoga to control his senses he is simply just like जामनाचार्यूर चरितामृतरिस cannot advance in spiritual life that means a easy going life and nice life material life and advancement spiritual life cannot go together they go ill together so a person who wants to advance spiritual life has to sense has to control his senses that's a fact but the controlling the method of controlling senses is not the generally we see in yoga in yoga process that is not the process you engage your senses in krishna service and automatically everything will be controlled that practically we have seen now next uh, line from this per word purport is verses however this is not very wonderful for a pure devotee of the lord because even a person beyond the jurisdiction of four castes in other words an untouchable is immediately relieved of bondage to material existence if he utters the holy name of lord even once so this is the power of chanting holy name that means a, a person who has taken shelter of a pure devotee and he is even not in the four castes is lower than that he also will be immediately relieved from the material bondage if we utters he utters the holy name of the lord even once this is a very important thing which is introduced by shri chaitanya mahaprabhu it is in the scriptures so sometime people they say that no you simply are chanting hari krishna mantra it will be it will take care everything just like 
Many times people say, what would what you do entire day? All of you, you have no, you have uh, left your families and everything. What entire day you do? Simply chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, everything will come. So Prabhupada, in one of the conversation, he says that, one reporter asked Sila Prabhupada, do you have a car? Prabhupada says, yeah, I have a dozen cars in every center. <laughs> and we are getting so much of food. And we are, and the reporter was actually, she uh, she became envious. She started telling, how can you have, you are a Swami, how can you ride in car? Prabhupada says, why, why should I not ride in car? I am the spiritual master of the biggest, richest country in the world. I should have car also and I should ride in the car also. My disciples are giving, what should I do? And Prabhupada says, by the mercy of the Lord, we are getting so much money that we are feeding ourselves also and we are feeding many thousand people. So, Prabhupada recommended this thing simply if you chant Hare Krishna Mantra. And it's, that is not Prabhupada's recommendation. It is mentioned in the scriptures. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's direct lead teachings are there. That Kirtanya Sadhari. And this chanting of the Hari names of the Lords, people sometimes they uh, take underestimate this thing. And they say, no, it is okay. Something is there. You can chant sometimes, but it is not that they, many uh, scholars, they understand, okay, chanting and all is good, but it's not the ultimate thing. But if you see scriptures, that is the meaning of, that is the importance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. Very clearly, from not from anything in the air, from the Vedic scriptures with proper evidences, they have given all the examples, all the verses quoted, how chanting of the Guru names of the Lord in this age is the only recommended method. You cannot get perfection in this age from any other way, simply by chanting the Guru name of the Lord. It looks like simple. Okay, Prabhuji, Keval chanting karnas ho jayega. Yes, ho jayega. But the way, the way, the chant, the way we should chant, that, that is also important. Prabhupada writes, uh, in, there's a book, Teachings of Kivan Kunti, that Prabhupada writes. There is not a least uh, the person who is telling this statement that one, once can become perfect by chanting Hare Krishna Mantra. It is not something which is a person has telling by this, uh, this fact, what he is telling is not something which is not true, or it is very overly just. It is not like that, 100% correct. But there is a quality of that name. When we chant, there is a quality of that name. When we chant with quality, Prabhupada says, even once in life you chant Krishna's name, then our life is successful. But for that, we need to practice it. Just like we practice any other uh, yoga system, this is also practice. But this practice is very easily done, and it is very wonderful. It is very easy, and it is very joyful. That's why Krishna says Bhagavad Gita 9 chapter that it has to be followed with uh, it is a very it is a process which is the word was mm, Susukum Kartum Abhayam it is mentioned. That means it is, it, the process has to be followed very joyfully. Singing, dancing, chanting, going to trips, taking prasadam and doing devotions. It is very easy. But this very easy process, if you follow, including the most important chanting of the names of the Lord, you can get perfection in this very life. And this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's most important contribution. So there is a there is a incidence in script in this. There was a devotee of the Lord by the name Haridas Thakur, and he was actually bombed and he he took birth in a bombed and family, but he became so nice, such a great devotee. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave him the name Namacharya. Namacharya means he is authority of the holy name. That means Namacharya, Namacharya Haridas Thakur. When we chant our Prema Dhani in morning, we always say Namacharya Haridas Thakur ki jai. That means 
Although he was a momden, but such a staunch devotee of the Lord, he used to spend 22 hours daily. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally used to come to meet him, and he used to bring prasadam for him. So that's such a great devotee. When Haridas Thakur was there, so once somebody was in some assembly, Haridas Thakur was telling glories of the holy name of the Lord, and somebody criticized, and he told that no, it is we are actually. Uh, it is not true that holy name chanting of the holy name is not so powerful. You are unnecessarily giving extra importance to chanting of the holy name over and above reading the scriptures and all. So reading the scriptures is very important. Chanting of the holy name is also good, but not so important. And if you say like this, if I tell like this, if you are telling what is correct, then something happens that my nose should cut. Something like that he told. And if you are telling wrong, your nose should cut. Now after some time, somehow the, by the arrangement, the person's nose was cut. It is mentioned in Chaitanya Charitam. So that means the chanting of the holy name, sometimes we think that it is not so important or it is very easy, but it is the most important activity. Now, how it happens, it is also mentioned that when we approach a pure devotee, he gives us diksha, that is initiation. And initiation is not something which is a single event. Initiation is a process. Process means it, it will go for a time. It is not that I have taken initiation, now it is over now. No. Initiation is a pro it is a process. And process starts as soon as we come in touch with a pure devotee of the Lord. As soon as we develop some faith that I want to practice, just like initially when we come in touch, we develop some appreciation for the Lord, for this movement, for Prabhupada, we start following. That, uh, that means the process has already started. Initiation process has started. And then when person become more serious, he will start following more nicely. Then again, he is in the process of initiation. And there is an event also when person is getting initiated, he is that he's, uh, he's sitting in a fire sacrifice and all these activities, rituals are getting uh, done. And then also get his, his names also get changed and everything. That is also initiation process is happening. Till that time, a person becomes a pure devotee, the process is going on. It is not that it's a not single event. That's why when the definition of initiation was given by Sanatan Goswami. So that he says Diksha Vidhan. He never says Diksha is an event. It's a Vidhan. Vidhan means a process. So then when take initiation from a pure devotee and he tries to give a holy name to the, to the person getting initiated. From there, a person, when he gets mercy of a pure devotee, spiritual master, that's actual spiritual journey starts. And one, one time Prabhupada says that your determination is your initiation. Your determination to follow all these rules and regulations instruction is initiation. My touch is simply a formality. But that formality also is very important. Although we say it's a formality, but that formality also is very important. So initiation is not something where a person has just uh, taken uh, uh, name as chain, now is liberated. No, the process is still going on till the time you become a pure devotee. And that is the most important contribution given by Acharyas. And in this series, what Prahlad Maharaj says, again, what we discussed, the verse was 7.7.49. Now he is telling, he is telling, uh, again, Prahlad Maharaj is telling to his friends, Devo Asura Manushyava Yaksho Gandharva Bhajan Mukunda Charanam Swastiman Yad Yatha Vayam. That means, if demigod, demon, human being, Yaksha, Gandharva or anyone within this universe Render service to the lotus feet of Mukunda, who can deliver liberation, he is actually situated in the most auspicious condition of life, exactly like us. 
ಕೃಷ್ಣಿಸ್ಟ್ರೀಸ್ So if you are not doing any service till the time, suppose I am simply chanting, it's very good. Chanting we are doing, reading we are doing, hearing sadhana we are doing. But if service is not there, the service, uh, service part is missing. That means very, very important part is missing because our spiritual life goes on these two parallel lines, sadhana and seva. If a person is doing simply sadhana, is not doing any seva, advancement will be very difficult. A person is doing simply seva, not doing any sadhana, for him also very difficult. So that's why Prabhupada, spiritual master gives program for both the things. Get up in the morning, do sadhana nicely, then tie the engaging service, then I'm going to do evening sadhana. So sadhana is very important and seva is also very important. Both the things are very, very important in order to advance spiritual life. And as we discuss how to control senses, when we engage our senses in service of the Lord, then only we'll be able to control our senses. And these six rips of material life, that is hunger, thirst, lamentation, anchoring lamentation and uh, invalidity and death all this can be controlled can be served a pure devotee who himself has taken shelter of the pure 